Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You used to associate crickets with silence. But since you bought a house in the suburbs, you know crickets hate silence. If any other creature realized rubbing its legs together made a piercing high-pitched noise, they might think, maybe I won't do that. Constantly. All night long. Luckily, you can save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. Now that's something to make noise about. Just not constantly. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Capes and Cows, we are back. It is the big thing. It is our Capes and Cows episode. Thank you so much for joining us here today on the show. There's a lot of different things that we could potentially talk about today. That's right. I'm definitely going to bring it up at one point. Someone will. I definitely will. Angela Bassett is not only getting nominated for everything, she's winning everything. And we'll talk about that. Batman getting nominated for some stuff. Channing Tatum finally said, okay, fine. I guess I'm not going to do Gambit. Shazam 2 added to the list of movies that's getting a China release. That's going to happen. James Gunn, he was on Twitter. Can you believe it? Yep, he was on and he responded to somebody. Can you believe it? I can because he does it all the time. And this time they said, hey, is your Guardians cast going to be in uh, the DCU? And he responded. Talk about that. And Jeremy Renner on The Men. These are all topics that we could hit here today with myself and Winston and Coy and we have a lot of things to talk about so if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify thank you so very much make sure that you do that you can if you didn't know that you could do that every one of our shows our long-form shows are on the podcast feed so you can go to Apple you can go to Spotify anywhere podcasts are found so it helps out the show tremendously even if you watch us on the YouTubes make sure that you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get these wonderful sponsors that we have gotten. Patreon.com slash The Big Thing Show, man. We've done some wonderful Q&As. We're going to release the Ant-Man rewatch this month and, and Ant-Man and the Wasp will be next month. We also, uh, what else? Merch, merch, merchandising, merchandising. You can get the, uh, the show some class, which I'm wearing, the Capes and Cows shirt, which Winston is wearing today. Koi is representing no one but himself. It's a flirt and flouse, which I am also wearing underneath this, the big thing. And you don't know-ish. That's right. Wear that to the grocery store and just flex your chest out. Of course, you wear that at the gym. <laughs> and then last but certainly not least, <laughs> the Black Knight, the big thing. It is on the store now. I seen it yet. You can get it. It is, uh, it is wonderful. And it's, a, and it's starting to go. It's starting to go quick. So make sure you um, you check it out. Oh, man. All right. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm sticking with it. Let's do it, man. Let's get into uh, Capes and Cows, me, and Winston, Coy, and we're excited. And Boom Studios will be back today as well. I'm excited about that. All right. You ready? Cool. I'm done talking. Let's do it. Welcome back, everybody. Big thing, capes and cows. It's me, Koi Jandro, Winston A. Marshall. That's right. We're all back. What up? It's a Star Lab shirt. It's not me. It's it's DC everywhere. Did you know Star Labs shirt. ain't real? I'm wearing a DC shirt every day until you, James Gunn says something. You, you know, one day not, it's gonna be accurate. You know, it's not real, right? I've been to Star Labs. Actually, I've been to the set, so like, kind of is real to me. I went to Jitter's Coffee. I went to the Star Labs set, so I got to experience it. I had to shove so much animosity down when you said I was on that set. I almost <laughs> yelled, hey, and what's, I remembered. What set what are we show. talking about? The Flash set? The Flash set. My friend's on the show. All right. Oh, she plays Nora. 
My friend Jess. Oh, I didn't know you knew her. Yeah, yeah, Jess and I go. That's why I was in South Africa for Africa Bird and stuff. I was with Jess on Black oh. Sales. So I believe you. I believe you when you say these things, your friend and stuff. I do believe you. I'm telling you that. Some sometimes I always wonder. You heard that robot too, right? Am I crazy? Yeah, it's stupid. TV sometimes. Just oh, goes okay. Off I was like, like Jesus Christ. So I thought much. I literally was starting to hear voices, and it's been a weird year already. But did you ever have that friend that like is it was would say like, yeah, yeah, my fr- my friend Joe. He's like, you met him once, and he's like, <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, we, we passed by each other in uh, in in the parking lot. It's my buddy. She flew me to South Africa. That's a real friend. Okay, but I fun. do have bad habits. I, I've been working yeah, on that, the, 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 the the star beepery is something I'm working on. It's my buddy. You know, she flew she flew you to South Africa. You got a sugar mama. I mean, it was a good it was a good time going to black sales sets and then flash and such. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> but with the set. Oh man. <laughs> well we're back. We're all we're all together again. Together again and happy again. Look, the we'll call it what it is. January has been slow. Yeah. yeah. Slow, but it's it's about to change. When we were talking about so we're we're gonna be going on a on a little bit of not I can't say tour yet. Because the goal is we're going to do three shows live. And I think the first show is going to be in Los Angeles, aiming for a March-April type of date. Don't know yet. Um, aiming for New York in June, and then aiming for Chicago in somewhere in September, October. Nothing is final, any of that. But as I was talking to the guys, that we, we just, we're just we building up because we're, we're just around 64,000. We're almost at 64. Yeah, we're almost at 64. So if we can get to, like, I've always wanted to do 70. I thought that would be more. But I want to know from you guys in the comments as we're talking about this, any one of those shows, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, can you get there? Will you be able to be there? Because I need to, when I'm talking to the promoter, it's like, well, how many people do you think you can get there? And I'm in, in back in the day when we were doing Schmodown events, Skybound was paying for it. Patreon was able to pay for a lot of this stuff too. Um, I'm really doing this stuff I'm going to be funding this this thing. So it, it's it's either three <laughs> shows, three shows, and that's the end of it, or you guys come out, say you enjoy the show. We also have to put on a good show. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's on us. That and part's for be- us. Yeah, and people are wondering what it's going to be. It's going to be stand-up for the first hour, and then the second hour will be, uh, will be a, a show. It'll probably be definitely for New York. I think half of it will be Capes and Cows, and half of it will be myself, Brett, and Roxy. Cool. Yeah. Um, so we'll uh, we'll figure it out. That's we'll where heroes live I'm, in New York. I'm, Let's do it. I'm here for it. Look, I, I can go up on on there and uh, do my own five minutes set about crack ass crackers. It'll be great. Oh, good. Yeah, it's a good sell. <laughs> it's a good sell. It's a good right? sell. That that ninety five percent of this audience, I'm just calling them crackers that's for five minutes. Well, yeah. So that's, that's how you sell the tickets. That's how you get butts. I'm kidding. Seats. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Winston, Winston will not be on the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> Coy will just be wearing the Black Knight shirt on, on at representing. With the Winston pin on it? Yeah. Uh, we wish no. you were here. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> He's Skype in in the last, like, three minutes. Oh, my God. Are you so, cracked. <laughs> yeah, so just cut right there. Christian on the button ready to cut. It was my favorite, like, TikTok video that I saw. Was, I, did you send it to me? You might have sent it to me. When, when At Subway, when, when the guy walks up to the, the, the black lady behind the counter, he goes, you guys sell crackers here? She's like, she... Oh, do you guys serve crackers here? She goes, we serve everybody. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should kill it's, me, it's, bro. It was hilarious. Um, all right, listen. Do you, do you guys feel like the news is slow because everyone's waiting on James Gunn? I mean, I don't think that's the only reason. I mean, like the, the studio like competition, though, like direct competition. No, no, no. Okay. Because, because I feel like it's just nah. like there's this pulse. No, because because Disney's ramping up. You got you got the Mando trailer. You obviously A Man comes out next month, so they don't. There's nothing to do right for them right that's now. That's a good point. Yeah. January is slow in general, even yeah. with stuff like like you look at Mandalorian. 
um, trailer that came out, the Scream trailer that came out, traditionally in January, even big things that hit like yeah. those do okay. Yeah, they just do okay for it's some nice reason. Nice to rest. I'm yeah. enjoying. Yeah, it. the film industry uh, take out the summer, obviously, because you know most you didn't most people didn't go to summer school. If you did, you did for a little bit. But it's very similar to like school. Got off for the holidays, and then you don't get a major test or anything right. until near the end of the month. And that's a good that's, point. It's kind of the same mentality. The industry has to ramp back up. Like, I mean, I was even telling Christian before we started, like, all of a sudden now the auditions are coming again. Yeah. It, it's been right. quiet for a month, and now here we go. So It's the first month I've lost subscribers on my YouTube, and maybe it's because of the Black Knight incident, but I really think it's because of that. Uh, I hope that would have <laughs> added them. But I, it's been the first time I've been like, oh, it's slow enough that, like, it's I don't have stuff to put out, and then yeah. people are noticing in the first yeah. time in YouTube, which is which yeah. is different. Uh, it's, you know, I just it, I, I just I also have not had anything other than to continue. We're we're, we're making all this co comedic content, but we're just waiting. Just know, waiting, yeah. I mean, look, we yeah. said last year how much February on was going to be bananas, but I didn't expect it to be zero to a hundred. I thought it'd be zero to yeah, 60, January, 60 to hundred. January you know? February was fairly slow last year too. I mean, it, it was you were coming off of Spider Man. Yeah, and then it started to slow down a little bit, and then it just it just picks back up. It's just the way yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's slow at the moment. Anyway, let's get into some stuff because I'll I'll go ahead and I'll and I'll start. And as I mentioned up top, I want to talk about Angela Bassett, man. Um, I remember us talking about this on um, whenever it was. I think when when Black Panther just come out and mm -hmm. and I and I don't I don't like to be I don't want to gloat, but I'm going to gloat. <laughs> all, all of us are going to gloat. Because the three of us all said that this was an Oscar-nominated type performance, not nomination type of performance for Angela Bassett in awards. And I remember, and a lot of people were saying that, to be completely fair, but I just remember a few comments, and this one guy in particular, like, LOL, you think she's going to be nominated for awards for this? LOL. Well, LOL's on you, Pally, <laughs> because she's being nominated all over the board. So she's been nominated for... Tons of stuff. She won the Golden Globe. She won the um, Critics' Choice. And here is a little bit more. This year's BAFTA nominations now have been revealed with Black Panther Wakanda Forever star Angela Bassett once again receiving a Best Supporting Actress nod. And Batman also gets some love. But if you look at all the... Um, we, Wakanda Forever, Angela Bassett landed yet another Best Supporting Actress nod, and based on recent wins, we chase she's now guaranteed to walk away with the award. This is a comic book movie. That's expected to be the case at the Oscars as well, and there's no denying that both wins could be well-deserved following her movie, Incredibly Performance. All right, we'll get to the Batman thing in a second because I want to talk about Miss um, Bassett. Okay, man. This is a big... I mean, there there are performances, obviously, in the comic book that have been nominated and have won... Yeah. Um, Angela Bassett being nominated is it, it's so well deserved. It is, and then I don't, and I don't think it's one of these. Well, you know, Chadwick had passed, so we we got to make sure that we nominate. It's like, no, no, no. She like I I like that movie. There's no, there's no arguing of how powerful she is. Every time she's on screen in that film, yeah. every single time from the opening scene where she's in it, the first time we see her, and then there's a particular scene with uh, Okoye that is just. I mean, they, they, that's the one I think. I, if she wins the Oscar, I think it's because of that scene in general. Um, but, yeah, Winston, I mean, like we, we had talked about this, that she was probably going to get the nomination and potentially win. Nomination was like 
She's got to get nominated for this. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we even said, you think she's going to get nominated? She should. The win was a little bit outside of, like, who knows, because they don't normally go for comedy. Are you surprised right. that she's winning as much as she's winning? No, for for a couple of reasons. I mean, I in theory, I guess I should be. But, one, you're talking about one of the most talented, decorated actresses ever and and the only thing that's really kind of stopped it is everybody has put respect on her name she's gotten the oscar nom before she got it what for tina turner in, yeah uh, yeah um 94 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. um what was that love do, not love don't cost a thing what's, what's love got to do what's with love got to do with it sorry love don't cost a thing is a nick cannon movie what's wrong yeah. with me um so i don't play the shimono uh <laughs> <Shimona> is dead. <laughs> that's the other reason he doesn't play the shimono. that's, that's only, reason number two that's, that's, reason only, number that's two. the only reason oh jesus <laughs> Um, but Bidiani still plays Shimona. But yeah. I don't. I don't know many actresses. I don't know many actors. Period. I mean, it doesn't matter. That has the kind of clout. That has the kind of talent. That has. Um, that has put together such a string of performances in the course of their career that hasn't ultimately gotten the gold. And I don't think that this is a situation where it's like here's a, a gimme Oscar mm-hmm. after or anything for her. I think it's just a situation where people are remembering the whole remember who you are show them who you are like she did that she really really did and there's no argument i think that this for me is the strongest acting performance out of all of the mcu and it doesn't necessarily mean that other characters weren't more riveting per se like say what thanos did what killmonger did all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff you might think but as far as just straight acting their ass off I, I genuinely cannot think well, of anybody that's topped her like that. Coy, she had a very daunting task also, right? Because she's representing what we're all feeling yeah. for Chadwick Boseman's loss and not even this this reality and, and fantasy kind of blending together where she's got to take this, this whole thing with the loss of Chadwick but the loss of her son, and she's got to use it in that scene. So she she had to represent that as well. So I think that's another reason why it's it's so powerful. I, I think this particular nomination is a really cool like confluence of three different things. You've got the reality of us all feeling the loss of both Chadwick and T'Challa as one key factor. You've also got Angela Bassett being uh, you know so powerful in the industry for thirty plus years, like including that ninety four is a while ago. And so I think that was also a moment of like she's in this billion dollar movie people are remembering like Angela Bassett to scale right like she's been on TV she's been on making movies but I think this was a big like oh my god that's right it's Angela Bassett and then third I do think there is an element of everyone in this movie is incredible and then she's above that in a way in performance like everyone in this movie does such good work and the movie feels like a movie of great performances but then the first thing we all wanted to talk about was Angela Bassett like right. as soon as we yeah. came so in a movie that's already at like you know a 9 she found a way to be an 11 on top of it being her long legacy of career on top of it being the eyeline it is i think the perfect storm of like yeah she should win we were talking about Angela Bassett <laughs> what whatever Boy, oh what did he God. do now? What I say? What I do? At a movie that's at a nine, she's at an eleven. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, but we we were talking about Angela Bassett, by You're the way. <laughs> yeah. oh. I I get it. I don't know why, but if I hear those two numbers together, I instantly am like. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. It's uh, it's inevitable. Yeah, it's every week. I'm gonna find a way. <laughs> well, we were talking about Angela Bassett um, when the trailer came out. Yeah. Yes, we were. That's the, that's the that's the thing. It's like. If she does that in the movie, then because like I said, I I don't I, I I I've talked about it many times over. I think the movie's more like a seven point five, like 
eighth than, than say a ninth. I'm saying performances. Sorry, oh, I was saying I was perform- performances definitely. Yeah, I'm saying everyone. I, yeah, I no, think the movie's no, about no, the same. No, no argument. Um, but she, yeah, but it's it's every time she steps on to the screen, you cannot take your eyes off of her. Yeah. And so I do think that she. I mean, I, I can't imagine there's a lot of people who push back of why she's being nominated at all. Um, but let me ask you guys this question now too. After seeing the wins from Golden Globes, and I know Golden Globes have lost a lot of their kind of oomph over the last couple of years, but still. Every um, week. Every week I forget to turn off my my medicine. That's fine. But then we have um, this other, the BAFTA, whether she wins the SAG Award. Whether, so let me ask you, Bastard I'm going I'm I'm to put you guys on the spot here. Does she win the Oscar? Now, remember, not just because of the performance, though, but think about it because the Oscar committee. And it's always legacy. It, it's, but it's also a matter of will the Academy – vote for a comic book performance so that's that's why like because we've changed the we've changed the game a little bit when it comes to like critics choice absolutely knew that that could happen mm-hmm. um golden globe again knew that it's, it was possible to happen from the, the voting as far as does it's it's not as tight sure. as the academy so with that being said does angela bassett win the academy award winston can you do you do you off the top of y'all's heads remember the other performances she's kind of up against in in this award season right now? Let's see who she was up against. I'll tell you who she was up against. Like if you even because my my short answer is yes because you you did it with Heath Ledger. I don't think it has to be a situation where you also have it's a to Black die. Panther award, which it's already set a precedent with the first right. one that is it's seen Absolutely. differently. Absolutely. So you you have that. I think um, it's Stephanie Shu and Jamie Lee Curtis from Everything Everywhere. Both I think both up for best yeah, support. That's that, tough if that, too. If that's the case, uh, Jamie Lee was incredible. She but was I great. think she's got Jamie Lee. That's not. I don't. You know, to me, Jamie Lee's performance was phenomenal. But that's not even necessarily the strongest out of the said film. I know that's not what they're looking at at the time. Sure, they're looking at the individual performances. Long as right, so like, An- so Angela Bassett, she in in the Golden Globes. Carrie Condon from Banshees, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Dolly DeLeon, what was she in? Triangle of Sadness. Sadness, okay. Um, and then, oh, great. Stupid. All good. And then what? Uh, and then Casey Mulligan. Oh, uh, uh, Kate, Mulligan. Mulligan. Kate Mulligan. Kate Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. Kate Mulligan. Kate Mulligan. She also doesn't play this yeah, rundown. You're, you're, you're right. <laughs> Carrie Mulligan for uh, for She Said. Um. I, so, yeah, what do you think? Winston? So to that point, I haven't seen uh, any of those except for Everything Everywhere. Um, you got to let me know what you think of Banshees when you see it. Uh, I will. I, I definitely will. Um, I think the difference here is we were talking about Angela Bassett's performance, and damn, she's probably going to get a nomination if not potentially win. Like, the minute it happened. I don't think we were necessarily saying that about the other four n- women that are kind of circling the dream. Yeah, but her. we also talk about it. Like the, the, in a different way. I get way. it. Yeah. I get it. But like, you remember when Wolf of Wall Street came out? That has nothing to do with comic book stuff. And we were instantly like, "Yeah, Leo's definitely going to win this." And we were kind of shocked that he didn't. That he ended up losing to McConaughey in uh, Oh right, uh, Dallas Buyers. Dallas Buyers. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? I I think it's there are sometimes that you look at something and you instantly go, "This is going to be a thing." Like when Get Out came so out. So you we say all she's going to win. I think she will. Okay. I, I, unless there's another performance that the Golden Globes maybe missed one or something like that. That was a snub. That Someone we got a snub. Yeah, I'm sure. But. Absolutely. 
no disrespect to anyone else nominated, but for me, um, Everything Everywhere is a movie of incredible cinema and Michelle Michelle Yeoh is it is it Yeoh? So Michelle Yeoh is is I think going to get some love this this year for she best leading win. actor. She might win. She might win. For I can leading see actress. best leading actress. Yeah. That. So, but I I do think that's a movie that's a spectacle, and I love those supporting roles. But I see it going to her. And then uh, the other nominees, I definitely love their performances. But the two that stand out as performances for me are Carrie Condon and Angela Bassett. And I don't know if they're going to give it to. Carrie Condon in a movie where I could definitely see the other Banshees boys getting stuff, but I, I feel like there's been more conversation around them than her. But yeah. as far as performances, like I walked out of that movie thinking of performances in Banshees and performances in Black Panther. I don't feel that way about the other films. I thought of them I, as movies. I, I, I'll make it easy for you. It's a lock. Yeah. I, I, she, she, I, I, she wins it. It's a lock. I, I think this is, uh, I, I highly doubt Angela Bassett is going to go slap someone on stage, but it feels very similar to Will Smith last year when, when King Richard came out. It's not that the other performances weren't, like stellar there was something very different about it and you're talking about the legacy and a lot of the oscar voting feels sometimes like legacy we had to fight a bear yeah it was but i think i think more so i wouldn't have told you it was a lock two months ago okay when it came out i would have said that she should and it would be crime she didn't get nominated mm -hmm. i and but in my head i'm going i don't know if she's gonna win because i don't know if i can see them voting for comic book movies but sure. Now, but Black Panther feels but, like it's outside. I know, of that. but now that now that the Golden Globes and now that the Critics she's getting, but, now, but now that she's being nominated for everything too, and I think that the points are, I mean, like all those other performances were really good, but they also didn't have to. And I think, and look, so I I will be straight up with my. So I voted in the Critics Choice Awards. I voted for her for a Critics Choice because in my um in my uh, voting, I said none of these other performances, and I had seen all of them. And none of these other performances, to me, um, had to carry the weight and had to use that grief and be able to... And I'm not saying... I don't know where the... Like, there's also, as an actor, you guys know, you can pull grief from personal Absolutely. experiences yeah. in anything that you're that you're in to make your performance elevated. But after it being so public, what happened with Chadwick, um, and being able to use that for for a motive for the character as well. It's not the only reason I voted for it because Absolutely. it was like, cause that's not what it was the performance. It was that yeah. it motivated and it made the performance better. So, so the, the, I guess the last few things are the, my first question is um, the, the, the actress from Banshees, what's her name? Carrie Condon. Carrie Condon. So has she been nominated for stuff before? So she's been uh, a powerhouse in performances that are not mainstream American films. Okay. So she's in this great movie intermission. She was in Heath Ledger's Ned Kelly. She's okay. in a lot of things, but she's not really an American mainstay. Okay. So I don't think she's ever been like in this circle here. That's fair. And that, that, that doesn't necessarily have to do it at all, but you know how a lot of, even though they are doing a lot of changes with the Academy, it is still a lot of like older voters. And yeah. one of the things that they say all the time is they're like, Oh, you're young. Yeah. You'll, you'll come back. Like you just, it's your first time. Welcome. Kind of 94 was, 29 years ago and so when yeah, you right. when you pair that yeah. when you pair the fact that if if she's maybe the only other real strong contender i could see jamie lee being a strong contender because she also legacy also. has said legacy <laughs> yeah. as well there's also the but campaigning I, which i think jamie lee curtis totally. is doing incredibly yes. like I, the politics of it jamie lee and angela bassett i would say are the two I performances i would say those are the three yeah. i love carrie mulligan right, as well but well we'll scoot to the next one though too but i think angela bassett um, wins, and I think we're all on the same page. All right, so, all right, Coy, you're on the clock here, buddy. So all what, right. do you, what do you got? Uh, I think I saw here, I wanted to talk about it uh, a few weeks ago when there was rumors, but I got to talk about this Tatum thing. Which all the Tatum. Tatum. I love that, like, there's an article in 2023 about Channing Tatum as Gambit. No. So I just, I got to give this some love. Uh, I think this is one of two things. 
I think this is Channing Tatum um, being on a Magic Mike press tour that's about to warm up, and everyone knows that if you talk about a comic movie, you'll get headlines. Or two, this is Channing Tatum is in Deadpool 3, and he's reminding people he was ever cast. Yeah, so well, remember, it wasn't just... It, it, it wasn't just cast. It was like he... They were making the movie. They, they were, were two gonna, weeks out from filming five times. I remember when this... I It was so long ago, but I remember the amount of money they were going to spend on this movie was... I'm Schnepp losing his mind. Yeah. So mad at how much money. I think it was like $200 million they were going to spend on like Fox a freaking... On a freaking Gambit movie. And then smart... Smartly, they were like, no, no, no. Uh, let's not do that. So... This is from um, Dark Horizons. For many years, Channing Tatum pursued a dream to star as the X-Men character Gambit. He came close very times after initially being cast in The Last Stand until his character was written out. He was then cast in X-Men Origins Wolverine until scheduling conflict led to Taylor Kitsch taking on the role, and then came a solo Gambit film, which was to be done in the mid-2010s with with Tatum, sure, with Tatum <laughs> doing various early press for it. However, that production was canceled before filming. He was out promoting Magic Mike's Last Dance, and he's, and this is what he said about the project. Well, it got swallowed up into Disney by way of Marvel when they bought Fox, and ultimately I just think that the tone of the movie we wanted to make was very far from what they wanted to do, or, you know, maybe they, they, they're they waiting to see how they do it with us or without us. We'll call every once in a while, but we've got to spiritually, emotionally, kind of mentally let it go. That sounds like Tatum has come to terms with the solo film being scrapped, but it doesn't necessarily rule him out of being uh, of ever playing the role should Marvel want to do it. John Krasinski has Mr. Fantastic style short appearance in it for one of its upcoming projects like Deadpool 3 or the rumored to be multiverse spanning Avengers Secret Wars. Um, I think, let's start with this. Well, Coy, you're the one that brought up the story, so what do you, what do you think? I mean, honestly, I, I think he could be saying that as authentically as it sounds because I know how much he loves the character and I know how much he worked. It was like three years of pre-production. He learned the accent. He like He's invested. The guy loves Gambit. I personally never saw him as Gambit because I see Gambit as like a different style of person, but I'd love to see Channing Tatum flex those acting muscles. I think he's hilarious. I'd love to see that grit from him. But um, I think it's really interesting timing with Deadpool. Like they, we've heard rumors that Deadpool is going to be multiverse hopping. We know that Ryan Reynolds and Channing Tatum are friends. I think it'd be, a, uh, this is an interesting way to get people to be like, oh, right, he was cast because the 2010s were a long time ago. I think it'd be more relevant to have a cameo that feels like there's a Krasinski thing if it's fresher in our minds. Chen Tatum is also the king of cameos. He really is. He pulls up, he shows up, what was the, the, the one that he, he did where he was like the gimp when dude, he was this the, is the dude, end. This is the end. end. That was my favorite part of so, that. Also hilarious. Bullet Train, which Ryan right, Reynolds also right, cameoed right, in because right, right. them so, they're friends right. and Lost City, which was last year as well. Yeah, yeah. So he, so cameo guy. I think he does show up in a cameo but I would, if it was to me, it was for me, if I was making the choice, I would prefer to see him in Secret Wars. Um, yeah. because Deadpool to me just seems predictable. It seems like, okay, well, because of everything you just said, he's friends. He usually, he's been flexing his comedy muscles now for like the last like 10 years and, and to show up in something <laughs> like that would be funny, but to have him show up in actually in secret wars. Yeah. Because I'm want secret wars in general. I want that movie. Like if it's, if they're going to go as bonkers as we kind of hope. Yeah. Because we hope to see more of that stuff in, in Doctor Strange. Didn't happen. Hope to see it in a, in a few other movies. It didn't really happen, right? So to be able to pull that off in Secret Wars because it's with everybody coming back and to have him show up in a brief stint as, as Gambit, that would be fun. But otherwise, Dude, I think the chances are nothing, not going to happen. Nothing would make me happier than if he if they, they allude to him being Gambit in Deadpool 3, and it's like, oh, you know, I, I, we, we found this thief or whatever, and then they start playing um, uh, 
pony because of Magic Mike, and they're like panning up on Gambit, and then they like just cut away. You never see his face. The Henry Cavill so in the like, Superman, the so Shazam, they, like, even like even the bottom of his chin, just like yeah, right yeah, yeah. here, and it is, he's so he's never actually no, no. He doesn't say any words. He just right. it cuts they, right before they do pony and they pan up, and you're assuming that's and then it's Taylor Kish. That'd be hilarious. That'd be but, so but, good. but yeah, so something like that in Deadpool, they do it and it's like a gimmick and it gets a good laugh. Sure. But I, I also one I think that they're absolutely right that those are the two leading candidates, but yeah. there's also a major possibility nothing happens whatsoever. Yeah, I, I I mean, I'll be honest with you. I really like Channing Tatum. I think he's actually a very, very good actor, and I think that like he does have a certain suave, but I agree I don't think it matches. It's a different what, flavor of suave. Different flavor of suave to the point where I would actually look to like Tom Ellis from like Lucifer. I've always would, seen him a little dirtier, more of a Norman Reedus. Like Norman Reedus, how he's like really charming, but sure, in a very sure. like different way. Well, but I guess that's why I went with with Tom Ellis in the sense that because Lucifer again playing the devil, that same sure. kind of suave. That's that's Gambit. If he can do a Cajun accent, I, I could see it too. You just dirty him up, but yeah. like that that energy. Channing doesn't give he's me. Just, that he's type just of so energy. handsome. Like he, Channing Tatum's like, well, oh, that's a handsome well, guy. So is Tom Ellis, but no, no, I, but like in a yeah. in a way that's like a, he literally played GI Joe. I don't picture yes. GI Joe and Gambit as similar yes. types. You see, you, do you see? You kind of see what I'm talking about. Uh, Christian, because I see you're looking it's at got that yeah, Superman I don't, I don't flavor. know well enough for uh, Gambit yeah, to be able to talk on it. I just remember, like, I thought Taylor Kitsch was fine. Um, I so really like I, Again, I don't know enough about Gambit to, to really compare. I don't see Gambit it. as a traditionally handsome. I see yeah. him as like a little left to center because he's got like that thief I thing. I'd like to see Reedus do more. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but Reedus Ghost Rider, if he's just, not. We were talking about him for Ghost Rider. I mean, I, I, it better. sounded like it was close, but I don't know how many they want to do and how far so. into that. I liked Reedus a lot, man. Reedus is a. And he, he we, seems like a great dude. So I, I had a, I, we had him on the Schmoes No show in like 2013 mm. because my buddy Naveed. I'm going to have on the show again pretty soon. Naveed was like, yeah, I can get Nor Norman Reedus on the phone. It's like right at the height of Walking Dead. So yeah, sure. And we, he called in and we talked to him for like a half an hour. But <laughs> then when I was at, um, I was covering for Fandango and he remembered that, that he called in my show and he's like, well, yeah, have that guy. come." So we went to his hotel room and just sat with him and talked to him for like half an hour at, at, for Fandango. Awesome guy. Awesome guy. He, really did a, good he did a really good interview with John Bernthal recently on, oh, on Bernthal's Real Ones. Okay, yeah. And it's so interesting because he's just so like, He's so captivating, but yeah. he's so intense. And yeah. I love when people are like very like lean in and out simultaneously. Uh, he was at uh, Hall H for the Keanu thing. Him and oh, Keanu were friends, so I got oh, to meet him. He's, we're best friends. He flew me to South good Africa. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, it was great. If we, it's my buddy now. <laughs> I was trying to think. The only, can you think of somebody else that has the same kind of douchebaggery suave of Ryan Reynolds? Maybe like a maybe like a a, a Rob McElhenney. Oh, dude, Rob McElhenney as Gambit would be awesome. If he, if he could get, if he's he a little could nail too it. traditionally handsome he, still, but he, it, but again, you can do that with right. makeup and how you're dressed. Yeah. I'm you need that douchebag suave energy, and that's the thing. Gambit is definitely that dude that is that pissing. knows how great he is. He is the worst. Okay, yeah. see, I don't again. I don't know enough about him, but either way, it doesn't look like uh, Channing Tatum is going to have the full role, and we'll find out when he's going to show up. Or if at all. All right. Now, so Winston, now we'll actually, we'll, you know, before we even do that, before we go to the next story, I do want to tell you guys that we are excited once again to be working with Manscaped. You guys know how much I love Manscaped, and it's one of the reasons that I've been growing this thing out of my face is because of Manscaped. Manscaped's great. And what's even better is that they sell beard products now. That's right. They're we see they're revolutionizing men's grooming products once again with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. It's so awesome. Whether it's from a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. You can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet. 
by going to manscaped.com. But you have to use that code, man. Big thing. And you get 20% off and free shipping. Tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard. So say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped. It's the best. You got to get that beard hedger. It's a juggernaut of fixing faces. It's got the cordless trimmer. has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 positions of precision with one guard. It's really, I love this thing. I love it. I love Manscaped. You guys know that I love Manscaped. Since the SEN days, man, we're so excited to have them back. They got they have beard oil, you have beard balm, you have, and it comes with three free gifts and a beard brush, a comb, scissors to ensure that your beard is ready to impress. And Manscaped in general, man, head on over there. If you haven't tried Manscaped and you've been listening to this show long enough, what the hell's wrong with you? You get 20% off and free shipping. Enter that code big thing at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, but you got to use that code big thing. Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. I absolutely love Manscaped. You know that I do. And people have been asking me many times over, and I tell you this all the time, how do you how do you support the show? Well, you could throw a like on there. You can throw a comment on there. That's always, always appreciated. You can join Patreon. You can get a Black Knight shirt, all that stuff. But what I always say is if you support the show and you support, you help yourself, you go to Manscaped, you get one of those sponsors. That's how we keep this show going. That's how you see we get more sponsors because you guys if you've never bought a sponsor before, you never tried a sponsor before, try Manscaped and let me know. Anecdote. Yes. I got the Manscaped uh, 2.0 of the of the trimmer mm-hmm. back in the collider days. Oh, wow. It lasted up until this year, oh, or 2022. So all one? those years, I got the 4.0 at like November. It's the best. Revolution. It's the best. Changed the game. It really what is. A, what an evolution. I love it. Of ball technology. Still love him, still love him a three, man. Yeah. Yeah. Still love him a three. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. There's I mean, if the, if the beard trimmer's that good, man. It's great. I, it's great. Yeah. Because I, I, that, that's the whole thing. I, I kind of have the, the bottom part doesn't always do so. So I got to trim this up and whatnot. So if it's, if it's, a, it's good. You should I'm, I'm use that code, it. man. You get twenty percent off. Big Hell thing. Yeah. Winston, you're up. Here's the next. Uh, we got a couple things yeah, up yeah. that we can talk about. Let's. Uh, what do we got? Before we jump into it, can I ask a quick question? No. I, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna do it. You just did. <laughs> just asked, you well, just I'm asked the ask question. Another oh, one. Right, fine. Uh, so we gotta. We got because I noticed you didn't put it up there. So we got a China release date for Ant Man and yeah. for Black Panther. So why don't we go ahead and do the Shazam one because that's it. It'll, it'll, ties all together. That'll tie it in there. Yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah. So let's do that. So why don't you tell us tell us some of the stuff as we uh, as we get Absolutely. there? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, you know we've had a situation because of the pandemic that there have really not been a lot of releases for some of these mega blockbuster movies. Uh, you know the last. I believe the last well, Avatar did it because Winston, it's almost at two billion. Go ahead. Hey, yeah, yeah, no, that, ha, 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 ha. no, but that's but number that, six of all time, is it? But if I'm, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, that's one of the first major yeah. ones to actually do it because before that, as far as Marvel movies, I remember seeing a report that it was what Endgame and Far From Home were the last two movies in yeah. China. They yeah. did none of Phase Four, wow. um, and so you wonder why the box offices for these have done well, but they haven't blown out of the water. Um, has probably had a lot to do with that. And I honestly sure. think that because of this, I don't know about Ant-Man and Quantumanium yet because, you know, I guess we got to see how it does. I'm sure it'll do very well, but as far as breaking billion, I think this will actually give the final boost to have Wakanda forever break a billion. I don't. Um, and not, and only because of two things. One, and we talked about this the other day when it was on Campy show, is that the, um, the, it, it's going to help it. 
A billion is tough. A billion because it's already at eight hundred right now. It's at eight forty-seven. Right. So it would have to make a hundred and like fifty million dollars or whatever it is, to, and that's that's a, that's a lot um, in China. So I I think that. I think it'll get close. I don't think it'll hit a billion. I hope that I'm wrong, but I just think that it's and because of it because it's a later release now and everything too. Um, but I think it might be tough. But and it's also even when I think the last movie for um, Black Panther, the original, the, the first one, I think did a hundred million, just about a hundred million uh, it's in at China. One ten in, in right. So I mean, and that's that. So it's going to be. I think it'll be tough to do. But either way, it does add box office. It's just how much box office is. The only the, the only reason why I'm leaning into it might actually hit that 150 it needs, mm -hmm. and because you'll still have a few playing here mm -hmm. while it's happening. I think what will do it is the fact that there have not been there has not been a single Marvel movie since Far From Home. Like not even not even No Way Home. Far From Home. You're talking yeah, no, about. No, I know. I know. So, it's, it's possible. So I I think just the thirst of like oh it's back might do it now i get it there's there's lots of conversations about you know if black actors and whatnot actually do very well in china like you, you see some of the marketing but again the first one did 110 it did. million yeah. it did. i get that but you look at some of the other marvel movies that were in china they did a lot more right and there's there is conversations about like when you looked at star wars how they were cutting uh john boyega out of posters and stuff like that so there is some conversation there but I think just from the standpoint of mm -hmm. this is the first Marvel movie they're getting back, that it might do gang. Well, there's no, like there's no question that it's going to help for sure. Um, and and still how how it's and this is a big thing for um, for them to to, to for it to happen. And there's also the reason why is that they have like a set amount of movies they let into the market every year, and so they're starting to let a couple more in. I think that they realize also that this is going to help their economy out yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. So they're they're letting these movies come in now or or approving more of the ones that are coming in and one of those is shazam so we talked about how the marvel movies are getting released so you're getting a dc release as well so in recent years and again some comic book movie in recent years china has significantly reduced the number of hollywood movies released there however between strict covid protocols and lack of titles that appeal to wider audiences theaters in the middle kingdom are nearing bankruptcy with the entire industry potentially on the brink of collapse that would explain the recent decision to allow both Black Panther Wakanda Forever and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania to be released there, and it seems Shazam! Fury of the Gods is next. An outlet affiliated with the Chinese government has confirmed the news, though we don't currently have a release date. Still, this bodies well bodies this bodes well for the Shazam sequel, especially with so much uncertainty surrounding the likelihood of actors and characters from the DCEU making the leap to DC Studios in the new DCU. It was easy to bid Black Adam star Dwayne Johnson farewell after that movie flop, but if Shazam! Fury of the Gods is a mega hit, then Zach Levi might get the chance to stick around as the big red cheese. Those box office numbers will be worth keeping an eye on, that's for sure. All right, um, there's a lot with that. Um, I don't know what to say when it comes to that last part with if it does well, because uh, is that true? I don't know if that's true, because the same thing with like The Flash. Is that is that true? Are they gonna, like, I feel like Shazam's removed enough. It might be okay. I mean, Flash showed up in Justice League. Shazam had a half Superman. I don't know I'm just if sticking with what Winston said though. It's like if you're gonna reboot oh, you it, you should totally reboot the whole thing. It should just, be a fresh slate. If yeah, gonna... it's just I understand that the problem that they're in, right? It's like, well, wait a minute. This makes money now that we can get the movie in China. And we're going to make some more money. That movie just made a lot more. It made a lot more than the first one. Why are we going to get rid of Everybody loves Zach Levi. Why are we getting rid of Zach? And Zazzle's like, oh, maybe we should rethink this thing. So, but we just mm. had this whole thing. He's like, ah, that Flash kid, maybe we can, uh, he's getting help. He's get, uh, they're getting help. They're getting help. So let's, uh, what are we going to do? I like Zach Levi a lot, and I thought he did a great job. But if there was 
ever a reason to potentially do it is that you can correct me if I'm wrong here. There's very rarely or ever do we see an adult Billy Batson. It's always like kid or maybe teenager Billy Batson, and then he transforms into Shazam. And Asher's old. He's getting old because he when when they shot that he was what like nineteen twenty. For the first I, th- I think he was 17, 18, okay. but I think he was touring at 19, 20, and that was five years ago. Uh, right. And yeah. so, like, he's. And he's, Asher's great, man. Like, I like it. I like the kid and his acting, but there isn't a precedent for that character to have to shave. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? At the end of the yeah. day, like, yeah. touring with it's going to be hard. And Manscaped. Jack Dylan Grazer, Manscaped's going to be ready. I mean, they got there the beard trimmer go. now. Yeah. But Jack Dylan Grazer as well, like, that character is really iconic to why Shazam works. I don't know if Jack Dylan Grazer is necessarily going to want to do it into his late 20s. Right. I know. So it's so it's it's interesting. And that's a whole, we have the, I feel like we have this conversation as we should every week. And we're going to probably really dive into it once they announce that slate. But the the news that Winston brought up, though, was the, the idea, and we said it right beforehand, China's in trouble with financial and the theaters could, could collapse. So it would it's a smart decision for them to go, hey, whatever we were t- thinking before, and we, we got to, I mean, look what Avatar just did. We and, and the other thing that we're not talking about is you can guarantee that the negotiation behind this also was the second Iger stepped in. Oh yeah, like Iger's just like, hey, let's let, let's talk. Let's say you guys need it. We mm-hmm. want we want our movies out there. Look at what Avatar just did. So let us get our stuff you think, in. You yeah. think Chopik went in there and he just pissed everybody off? He's like, <laughs> you gonna take these movies? Like we ain't taking. Sh- like you. I mean, the timing lines up. <laughs> I think there's just some people that are just bad in the room, yeah. bad on the call. There's somebody just yeah. like you. We know these, but I don't know if he's a good guy or bad guy. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know him, but I'm just saying these, there's certain people you're just like, like it's like teachers. You're like, I oh, it. I don't want to take JPEX class. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah oh, no. he's one of those guys. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, I got Professor Iger. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like wow, that. That's a great <laughs> yeah, but I like that. Bro. But it's like true that. though, right? It's like, that's how you feel. Like, you remember every time you went to, like, it didn't, it didn't matter. Like, Professor Chapek could have been a great teacher, yeah. and you really, but you're sleeping within five minutes of his lesson. Yeah, and, and Iger, Superintendent Zaslov isn't helping. So no, it's, I we're talking about the first ice cream shop that ever opened up. You're like, oh, I went to the <laughs> ice cream shop today, and it's because it just it, some people got it and yeah. some people don't, and it's and it and it's the reason why it's it's leadership, yeah, and no. that's why hey. One of the first things I'm going to do, I'm going to get on the phone with the with the peeps in uh, at the China theaters. I'm going to get our movies back in. We're going to make some money. They're going to make some money. Boom. And then that's not including then and Zaslov too. As much as I give him, he's he's one of those guys. You might not like him, but he's also he's not he's not a boring professor. He's a, he's like oh I don't know what the hell this guy's going to say in class today, you know. And he's that guy. So but but you're like but he gets it done. He get he's been getting the job done so far. Now we don't know if he can have the success level of Iger yet because he hasn't had the opportunity yet, but he's right. one of those guys that's like, hey, Iger did it? Get Shazam into China now. Now, now that we're seeing all these movies come out. Okay, look, Black Panther, did you see the news? Black Panther, we're gonna get on the phone with him. We want Shazam in there now too. And they got Shazam in there. So, you know, it's 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 all about leadership, man. I really love how hopeful everything feels uh, with movies and, and Phase 5 and everything going forward. Like, I know Wakanda Forever is going to get another boost, but I don't know if something feels different about Ant-Man forward. Something feels different about, like, theaters opening back up. Yes. Like, there's a sense of, the- like, there's a sense of movies and, and scope again yeah. that I haven't felt in two years now. No, I, Three. I, I, totally Three. Get th- I totally get that. I think the other part of it is this is, this obviously with Phase 4 being over, yeah. we're kind of at the end of Act 1. And right. this with Ant Man now we're actually having the tr- what feels like the true inciting incident to like set off this infinity. St- I mean this uh, multiversal story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've met the characters, and now it's time for the catalyst, and then mm-hmm. that's going to be insane for two years. And that's high energy. That's action. Mm-hmm. I I do think people are going to look back at 
phase four more positively after phase five with context. I think so. Uh, yeah. I, Cause I think we're going to understand like the reasoning behind a lot of the things that don't connect yet. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to go one more here and then we'll get to the boom. The boom. The boom. Uh, let's, let's do it. So I want to talk about, well, there's two, I mean, there's a couple things I want to talk about. I want, but I want to talk about um, Kang. There's some other news that's just come out recently about, I mean, this, this character is just going to be so impactful. And Jonathan majors is just everywhere you, Everywhere you look, the fact that we get him so early too, because like Thanos, we got just like uh, you know uh, the smile. We get yeah. the I'll mm-hmm. do it myself, but we really didn't get him until Infinity War and Endgame. But we're getting him at the start of Phase Five, right? Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. it's big. It's big. So, all right. So this is again everything. Most of the stories we get is from comic book movie. Uh, new Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantumania stills offer a look at Jonathan Majors Kang the Conqueror without his trademark costume, while we also see Hank Pym talk, uh, taking aim behind the scenes, photos, and more. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania will kick off Phase 5 and is a, and is a movie that promises to turn the MCU on its head as we head deeper into the multiverse saga. Kang the Conqueror will take center stage in the threequel, but we also will see a different side of the MCU's latest big bad in these new new released stills. No longer in his comic-accurate costume, the time-traveling villain stares longingly at a device. Uh, it's thought that this will be his key to escaping the quantum realm. There's also a great shot of the wasp next to a honeycomb-like substance, funnily enough, while Hank Pym wields a weapon not at all that different to Star-Lord's element guns. We also have a couple of behind-the-scenes photos showcasing Scott Lang and a suited-up Cassie. While many fans have complained that Marvel Studios has shown a little too much in the trailers, the new look at Kang suggests that there's an awful lot we haven't seen. Hopefully, the Conqueror will be given that chance. So there's a lot about this movie as we see more and more and more with it. Um, I And I think we've all been saying this. Uh, uh, freaking uh, Ant-Man's going to die, what, like 50 times in this movie? Just, <laughs> yeah, he's, over he's, and over he's, and over He's going to die a bunch of times. Um, but who, if anybody, is gone? I think if I was to guess... Vegas odds to me. Mm-hmm. Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer are dead. I'd say so. Yeah. At least Michael Douglas. Yeah. If not both of them, at least Michael Douglas. I think there is, uh, other than the fact that he's getting a little bit older, they didn't go with any of the traditional Hank Pym stories. They kind of lightly touched on because they really decided to focus on Scott Lang, which mm-hmm. is fine. I just, I think that's a missed opportunity. Hank Pym is one of the most interesting characters in Marvel because. He's got a lot of problems. Yeah. He is, he is, he talk about a tortured genius. Yeah. He has a lot of problems. Um, including the fact that he's actually the one that traditionally becomes Yellow Jacket first. Like mm. he comes through and is just like, I'm just gonna, I'm tired of y'all. Sh-, and like just starts, tries to be a hero, kind of goes anti hero, goes villain for a while. He kind of, so that being said, I think you've made it very clear that Paul Rudd is the face of this. So I think if you're gonna let anybody go, you let go of Michael Douglas. Yeah. I could also see Paul Rudd going too, though, because we've had. You I know, hope not. I really hope not. I'm getting tired of the the cliche of of them having to kill off all the main characters. I know we've been there for a, a, a while with them, but it's like, granted, Thor's still around, but he's just kind of a shell of what he used to be. Um, Tom Holland, who knows the next time we're going to see him? Tony Stark's gone. Yeah. Uh, Steve Rogers is gone. It's like Black Widow. Black Widow's gone. Oh. So it's like it's like let's we, we don't need to get rid of him yet. I mean, I, I'm just thinking we we have a lot of new 
kids, we don't have a lot of kids that we know their parent, not them. So it'd be, it'd be a different thing for Cassie. Like it'd be a different opportunity for stature. Cause we've got Thor with his daughter as a certain parental guidance. We had Renner with his surrogate daughter in a way where, where that mentorship, we haven't really had someone like mourning the loss of their parent right? from that is, perspective. And unfortunately I think the predictable kind of thing that they're doing now with Marvel, this is what I hope, this is the same thing like that I said with uh, when, when, when Kylo Ren, when it was like, he's going to turn good. This is what would be predictable, and I'm gonna kind of go. Okay, we're doing. We're just. It's just been done already a million times, and this is what I think they're gonna do. If it, well, this is what I hope they don't do. That you could see them doing. So far, they're really setting up, as you mentioned with Hawkeye, as you mentioned, uh, yeah, also with with Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all the younger. I mean, uh, Florence Pugh as yeah. well. All the younger characters are now coming into play. To whether it's Young Avengers and all this stuff too. It would be pretty predictable and probably probable if Scott Lang does die and they give it to Cassie and Cassie's the new aunt 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 girl, aunt woman, and then um and then and then she takes the mantle. Like that it just like we've we've just done it and we've just done it so many times already you too. Know what? Just... I actually bet now that I think about it, you 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 make a solid point and I know she becomes stature at one point. I actually think they might kill off Evangeline Lily. And you get rid of you get rid of hope, and then Cassie steps in as like essentially wasp. I think we're in a, an age, and I'm I'm never this guy. I think politically, there's no chance they do that. I think we're I think I think politics wise, they would never do it. How come? What do you mean? They're not going to kill off one of their lead female heroes. They're just not going to do it. No, no, no. I I think it would make sense, but I just don't. I think they're killed, right now. But you killed off Black Widow, like so. It's not it, different. You know, and, yeah, and, but that was and it was and, a different time. And when you did I, too. I get that. And even though technically she's in the title. It's the hero of the wasp that's in the title. And Evangeline's character, Hope, has always kind of been... She's been a supporting character. She's never really stepped into that leading role. And I don't necessarily see it... Pat, Pat, I mean, maybe. But I could see this whole thing where, like... Maybe this whole... Because I've only watched the trailers once. Does he specifically say, I can give you more time with your daughter? Or does he say, I give you more time with her? Oh, interesting. Because I, 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 since I've only watched them once, I didn't. I'm, I'm just trying to think of it. And if that's the case, I would not be surprised if maybe that's what's going on. Yeah, but I, I, I think that would. I, I hope that's not what's going on because that would take away so much. Because the I understood inside of that trailer, he was incarcerated. Yeah. He even when he was on house arrest for two years, mm-hmm. he lost with the blip. He yeah, lost five, five years. years. I assumed it was about the blip. Yeah, it was all, but it was. It's all of but that. Sure, sure. But it's I, all of that. Yeah. He lost. He lost his stuff when his daughter in the first. Well, he was, in, he was jailed up for what two, three years. Yeah. So, so he's had. He's only been there half her life at right. best. At, at best. Yeah. But not even that. And yeah. So like he. So that to me makes the most sense. I just. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see. I think that if you're gonna, I think it's more likely that michael douglas michelle pfeiffer do but i if if it ultimately turns out that scott lang is killed off and they're going in this direction because but scott lang could also show back up in secret wars i mean that's that's what is going to be so different about all this because what it's room we didn't talk about this like tony stark is rumored to come back yeah that's the thing it wouldn't make sense not to potentially bring back everybody even even chris evans is steve rogers i think it's one of those things where it, it gives you an avenue where you can put all these characters to bed but nothing is off the table, and 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 I would never truly want them to fully come back and do everything again. But I would love the idea of like when we get to Secret Wars, they get to come back and be a major part of it, and mm-hmm. then we, you know, as just like a really combining the the last two major sagas, whatever. And then 
I don't think Marvel will ever die, but if you want to start wrapping things down a little bit after the uh, multiversal saga is over, no like you know, it's a money machine. I, it is, but I, but we're we're also talking about a lot of movies and a lot of time, and I'm very curious if they can continue to truly evolve when we're done with this saga. You yeah, know? I mean, look, the evol- but evolution as opposed to profitable businesses are two different things, also, mm-hmm. right? So, like, even if even if there's some stuff that we also don't feel like they're not moving the needle, but they're still making close to a billion dollars. They're going without China now. They add China. It's going to. I think we're going to start clearing a billion again. I think so too. I mean, look, let's let's see what happens with with both. Do we? And I don't know. If, I think we talked about this. No, maybe it was a different. I don't remember if it was on Big Thing or if it was with you guys. But we'll do it again in case we in case we didn't. Um, the three movies: Eternals, Eternals, uh, the the Marvels, the uh, Guardians, and, and Ant Man, and Ant Man. Box office wise totals. One, two, and three. What do you got? I'll go first. What you guys think? So that way, I'm I'm going Guardians at number one, Ant Man at number two, the Marvels tapping out at three. That was mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going Guardians, Marvels, Ant Man, and I think Ant Man and Marvels gonna be dates. close because release dates because of how well the first Captain Marvel did. Even though it's not one of my favorites of the Marvel pantheon, it did exceedingly well. It made a 1.3 billion. Don't forget why though. Also, not not Timing. just because. It was the one after. It was, it was right after it, Infinity War. It was War. right before. It, 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 was, it was between Infinity it, it War and Endgame, Infinity, wasn't it? It was, it was Marvel's, or it was Quantumania, or Ant-Man and the Wasp was first, and then and then Captain Marvel. And then it was right before Endgame. And, and then it was Endgame. very close timing. It was right there. But so, yeah. it does also follow a show and follow a, the sequel, and Ant-Man was... Fact. Was, so it, it could... I think the closest two are going to be Ant-Man and Marvel's, but hmm. I think Guardians has it. I think... That this is this movie, this Ant Man's got a lot of hype behind it, man. Kang's huge. It, yeah. it does, and you're really getting a full introduction to Kang now because that really felt like a prequel with with uh, he who remains. He remains. Um, but I just I, Ant Man yeah. movies never. I think you're gonna have to convince the everyday audience that Ant Man. Peyton Reed has said they always gave him the palate cleansers yes. and he wants this to be its own yes. thing. I think you're going to have to convince the audience with word of mouth that this is the case. I True. think we know Kang. I, it's a lot like our Ezra Miller conversation. Yes, right. How much is impacting the day-to-day civilian True. that isn't in the industry? Well, look, we bring, I'll bring up like the show The Bear, right? So oh, I, it's so a great show. But, yeah, I did. But the thing is, like, you would assume, because a lot of people talk about that, I can't tell you how many people... My friends that from back home that I brought up had no clue what that was. It's just kind of he just won a whole bunch of awards. Yeah. Still, nobody's watching those awards. We were very insular, very much so. So, and it's the same thing where like Ant Man, like, and it's a reason why we had this whole discussion around like the Mandalorian trailer that just dropped, and the reason why they've been, and even the Ant Man trailer that they show during football games. Yeah. And the big question is why do you show it during a football game? Right. It's it's not just to get us or people you know who are watching like to go watch it because the trailer's dropping yeah it's to get the people who are watching football to go oh that's coming out because guardians summer movie captain marvel sequel to one of the biggest marvel releases ant-man oh a third ant-man movie listen traditionally like especially when like mark ellis and i were doing uh, schmoes no and and all that stuff i i would have been on your page a hundred percent because summer movies is when it's when kids are out of school it's one of the there's just something about Ant-Man that I feel is going, because it's also the first big release since Avatar. Mm-hmm. So, and it's the only thing that's going to kick Avatar off of its, um, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. It's, it's perch at the moment. So it's also, I mean, we've been hungry for Marvel content for longer than usual because of how much stuff was coming out in 2022. And that might be the and longest the stuff wasn't even that great. And this it's might be the longest gap. Panther, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think this is probably the longest gap in Marvel stuff since they went every month. 
that's true. I know what you're saying. Yeah, right. Because you have, you don't have a show or anything. Think to, about how we were right. talking about January. Us, we're like, well, there's nothing to talk about. Like, it's about to be. So there might right. be that hunger for yeah, right. Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. So it's right around the corner. Anyway, so before we get to, well, I was going to close out one more story. Let's let's talk. It's Boom time. So Boom Studios. They are. They have been. They've been sponsoring the show, and I'm so glad they have. As I was telling you guys, and we've talked about it many times over, that Boom is just a brand new type of. I don't know. There's just something that they do that is so special with the different kind of genres and the amazing comics that we've had an opportunity to read, to learn about. There's a lot of new stuff, but there's also stuff that they have that is in pre-existing IP that you know, but the stories that they tell, and there's no difference this week, man. Yeah, baby. Dune. Dune. I love Dune. Um, and yes, it is on my most anticipated list. The second one, <laughs> God, I've done the damn thing. But and, but but the actual comic itself, fans know that this is a huge year for Dune, man. It's big. The sequel comes out, and Boom Studios is kicking things off with a with a brand new Dune comic book series. We talked about it briefly. I think the, that it was coming out. But look, listen to this. It's Dune House Harkonnen, and it's the first one. It's out this week, and it's at your local comic shop. And it begins an epic twelve issue series set before the ends of the events of the original movie the series is going to take fans on a journey exploring the origins of iconic characters like gurney hellick and lady jessica and new insight into house harkonnen's schemes came together it was written and adapted by award-winning novelist brian herbert and kevin j anderson with art from michael shelfer and it's available now i mean just look at some of this stuff man look at this like, like i love this type of art yeah it's really beautiful and then that one's that one's great. Although this is my favorite one here, I love this. I love this guy. It's just like it, it sums up everything. Look at him. He looks like he could be a Game of Thrones character too. This really gorgeous art. Robert Baratheon for real, right? And so, and once again, so it's it's coming out. If you guys are big Dune fans, I know a lot of people are breaking my chops about, hey, why isn't your on your most anticipated <laughs> list? And it's so simply because this idiot here forgot it. Um, this should be on your list if you're looking forward to Dune. You should be running out to the comic book uh, store. Even if you're not, I don't really read comic books anymore. Head on out there, and this should be the one that you start with. That's what I was going to say is this is what a great gateway, right? Yeah. Like, I love when comic books are accessible, and if you're already a sci-fi fan, then you might be reading novels. If you're already a Dune fan, you might have seen the movies. What a great way to see if you like the medium of comic books. And then if you like this, Boom has so many other things that you dig in the sci-fi arena. And if you also like the, the horror-ish underbelly, there's a lot of good horror stuff. So I think this is a great way for you to get that vibe and see if you like the medium of comic books. And this one definitely... I, I love the seeds being planted. Like you could feel certain things in this first issue yeah. that were like, oh, I know that reference. What are steps A, B, C, D to get to the E that I know? Yeah, and it's easy to follow along. Yeah. And so Winston, you know, sci-fi has been something that we've been doing a lot with uh, with Boom. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I loved it, but we when we talked about this before, I was confused because I still haven't seen Dune. So like, right. I just Crazy. so so so. I guess here's my question. Should I, should I finish this first, finish this series, and then go watch it, or should I go watch it and then try and... Finish this first, because it leads into the event of the first movie. So it's like, it's almost, it's it's any of those big movies. I remember, like, back in the day when they did, like, Batman 89, they had, like, kind of that lead up to it in the Batman, the comic itself. They did a cool sequel to that, by the they way. Did they really? Yeah, they did was, this last year. Yeah. It, was the, it was the if they had Billy D. Williams' Two-Face story that was supposed oh, to be told. Oh, that's cool. So it's Batman 89, a five-issue series set But is it actually Billy D. Williams? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. So yeah. it's really a five-issue, yeah. Can you and, bring it in? And, yeah. yeah, yeah and there's 
there's and and same thing with Marlon as Marlon Wayans as his Robin. They continued. As well. Oh wow! Yeah. And I, they continued Superman too. Uh, so there's Batman and Superman oh, br- from the seventy eight. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I want to. I definitely want to read those. I mean, that's a, that's like that's my that's my thing. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Boom's got this. Um, Boom has this series out, and Dune is the way to. And that's what I love about Boom, though. It's like I, there's all these different like new stuff that we hadn't heard about, and then there's the Power Rangers and the, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then there's Dune. So yeah, go and check it out, man. I did my top. Uh, I love lists. I love end of the year lists. Yeah, One of my yeah. favorite things about New Year's is breaking it down. I tried to do a top twenty comics of the year, oh, and no. I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, I did a top sixty. Um, and Jesus. Boom, Boom literally has eleven of my top sixty, wow. and they're a new publisher. That's, yeah. Like that's incredible, that's considering they put out. Out to scale the quality they do and they have so many less individual comics than like Marvel or DC they just they're all great it was the first because I wasn't as familiar right it was where when they were coming on board I'm going I don't read comics as much anymore so I'm really hoping that it's like it's good because I don't want to because I, I was thinking to myself I'm like yeah I'm just going to tell them after like month one if I don't like their stuff and then we can't as nice as it is I yeah. just I just can't do it I haven't had that problem not once and it's like and and what is really as a movie fan I'm going or TV fan too I'm like uh, I'm going hey this stuff should be you're going to start to see a lot of this stuff well, that's Absolutely. what's great is like something is killing got the a TV children. show yeah. got a TV show yeah so something is killing the children was three of my 11 because not only is it the main title but there's also the house of slaughter and the right. book of slaughter right. because there's such a rich mythology they introduced that they can do spinoffs like a good show yeah. but they're as good as the original so when I was looking at my list I was like this is one times three books and it's not the characters we already know so I get to have fresh IP you get to get new eyeballs on it like I just I'm so impressed consistently I, I mean they just been, they've been blown out of the water to the point where I think you're I think you're spot on Christian. I mean obviously we know Berserker is coming. Yeah. I would not be surprised if like a vicious circle ends up yeah. as like a show or a mini series uh when it's all said and done. Um let alone the fact that they are currently um they're doing a 30th anniversary special of Power Rangers right now. Oh, like, yeah, right, right, right. Has. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I wouldn't even be surprised if you have a situation where where somehow the, the Ninja Turtles, like, Power Rangers crossover becomes, like, a thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so sick. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, uh, right. I, I'm going to plug yeah. one more book, as I traditionally yes, please, do. Please, please, please. Uh, There's a book called Human Target that uh, Mike Kalinowski is obsessed with. Yeah, he's talking Mikey about Christmas. Yeah. Uh, there, it's an issue 10 this week out of 12, and it is probably my favorite insert yourself into the world of DC characters you know through a character you don't because you've got this eyeline that's a guy you wouldn't normally know. So the character human target is a guy who takes punishment as a disguise to take things off of other people. So he's literally a human target. So in this case, he uh, dressed as Lex Luthor, accidentally got poisoned, and now he's only got 10 days to live because the poison's killing him from the inside. So the comic takes place over the course of 10 days as he's slowly dying, trying to solve his own murder. And it's a really fun detective story of of him dying, but the art by Greg Smallwood is some of the prettiest I've ever seen. The writing by Tom King is such a great, like, noir mystery. And then you've got, like, one of my favorite issues was, uh, issue nine was last month, and you've literally got the terror of this guy running from Batman. He's like, He's right behind me. This is what oh, he'd yeah, do. This yeah, is what yeah. he'd do. And he's doing all these things thinking how Batman would think. And you've got this terror of a character you don't see because you're just afraid of the Batman. So you actually get to see that thing that Batman wants in his books. You never get to see the other guy's perspective. And he's a hero. So you, you, I don't know. I just love a supporting character getting this kind of love and detail. Yeah. And it shows the strength of the medium because he can run into Green Lantern one week, Batman one week, have all these supporting characters, and it never feels contrived. It just feels like an expansive world. And that's what I want my comics to feel like. Well, that's awesome. So, uh, Check human that. Target. Check out Human Target, and also check out Dune, and check it out in the uh, in the store. So once again, thank you to Boom, and thank you to Koi for the suggestion. All right, before we wrap up, there's just two more things I want to talk about. So 
James Gunn is hinting that certain Guardians of the Galaxy's actors probably will be switching over to his DC universe. James Gunn is hard at work relaunching DC Studios as its new CEO. Many are wondering what the future holds for the Guardians actors. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will not only be the conclusion of the trilogy, but Gunn's tenure at Marvel. With that, some are expecting some of the actors in his franchise will also be parting ways with Marvel. Now, we shouldn't expect all the characters to depart at the end of it, but it does seem like the roster will be much different by the time we see them in another project. When asked what the future holds, uh, Gunn hinted to Empire Magazine that Chris Pratt and potentially others could jump ship to D.C. The cast are like my family. I cannot tell you how close I am to Pratt and to Palm and to Dave Bautista and Zoe Saldana and Karen, but I also... No, I will. Uh, but I also know I will work again with all those people again, probably at my other job. Right. So this shouldn't be too much. And he didn't actually tweet at it. So I was so, so jokes on me. It's an interview. This shouldn't be much of a uh, <laughs> shock for a fan of, of Gunn's work with actors Michael Rooker, Sean Gunn, already jumping to DC. Um, so, yeah, Dave Batista has always mentioned wanting to portray DC's Bane in a film. Only time will tell. So, this is about as no duh as it gets. Um, because of a lot of different reasons. The first is that James Gunn seems to be from... So I, I, I worked with a guy named Elon Gale, who is um, who's a big reality producer now. He created um, F-Boy Island and... Oh, dude, that show! Yeah, and so... <laughs> oh, my God! So, but he also... He was a big producer on The Bachelor, right? So, and I, and I worked with him for many years. And um, he's buddies with James Gunn. And he shows up in Guardians 2. And then he's 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 in the he's in he's one of the what are the ravagers or yeah. in the back. I think he's with Stallone or something like that at the end. And he's just there. And I was like, and then um he just Gunn takes care of his buddies, yeah. but he also it, but he didn't he didn't do it in a way that it's like this kind of nepotistic thing where yeah. it's, it's it was he's in the back, he's his friend, and he shows up. But it's little things like that. Then you look at what he's done and how he has built out, and Dave Bautista has said as much, he's built out Dave Bautista's confidence, he's mm. built out the Dave Bautista's career. Dave Bautista will 1,000% show up in a DC movie, there, there, or at least a Warner Brothers movie again, or something that James Gunn is involved in, yep. right? But I, I, I mean, what what creative doesn't do that? Of course. They want to work, I mean, in life, you want to work with the people that mm -hmm. you like and that you know you have chemistry with, but like Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan. Uh, absolutely. Know, like Scorsese, Scorsese and Leo, Leo or, or De Niro. And Pitt. Yeah, it's ton there's tons of it. But Spielberg and Hanks. Like, and this is and this is a, a collection of people that he's right. worked with that are all, and a lot, Zoe Saldana is in stuff every other Tuesday, right? She's yeah. in, she was just in, she's in something Avatar. Big, big in Avatar, but then she's in something small like Amsterdam. And I didn't like that movie, but that movie had great actors it's just andrew riseborough who i just talked about christian bale um washington like all the like, so many people in that in that particular movie but he but what james gunn does is he is also going to look at the star power right mm -hmm. chris pratt of course he's going to get chris pratt it's like it's it you have to look at now we always say that it's not yankees and red Sox, right but it is in a in a certain aspect where with the fans and everything oh, there's certain too. corners of it that's it that and way. marvel and dc of course it is but if you're James Gunn and you you're not allowed to work at Marvel anymore, you're going to get Chris Pratt. You're going to oh. take Pratt. You're going to take Batista. You're going to take all these guys. I I know it's another essentially a kind of space futuristic character, but can you not see Chris Pratt as Booster? I was going to yeah yeah that is Holy exactly <laughs> where I would hope you would land. Even like an older one, like they cast younger yeah. and they have a time traveling Booster Gold. That's Chris Pratt would be genius. Oh, I don't know enough about it to so whether or not he, but, he's basically a reality TV show star that yeah. streams all of his superhero hijinks for money and brand deals. Sounds just he's like Chris Pratt, right? Yeah. In, in the future, he steals his tech so he can go be famous and rich. In, in the, the past, past. <laughs> so it's the like the, the selfish guy yeah, bringing. Yeah, yeah. 
tech yeah, back. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, you yeah, you'd run the risk of the Star Lord. You know, comparison, comparison but. sure, but but to that point, I, I look at some of the people that have kind of done the Marvel DC crossover, and a lot of their stuff is kind of the same. I mean, even what you uh, the the actor that played like Yondu. His character, the 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 spear. He was the javelin dude, wasn't he? Michael Rooker and uh, yeah, Rooker was was both. Yeah, yeah, he was both. Yondu out here with the flying well, arrow. Well, yeah, and so we're gonna, <laughs> yeah. So Gun, Gun's going to be taking. Um, he's going to be taking a lot of these uh, actors for sure. I mean, you know, his brother's going to show up in, in the movies. <laughs> brothers in all the Guardians movies. But will Pete Davidson? Oh, that's yeah, right, Davidson. <laughs> well, he was already. He's already in. But I think I, so. I think that it's a hundred percent guarantee that a lot of them will show up. For sure. The question then, then spins, does Feige do one of these things? Does Feige, you know, Feige's always going to say smartly on, on television or wherever he's interviewed, no, we always wish good luck for everybody, too. You know there's a competition level for him as well, too. And he's going to go, get Cavill on the phone now. Why wouldn't you? Get Captain Cavill. Captain Britain, man. Yeah, get, uh, doom. I want him as Doom. I want to see I'd him. I'd love him as Doom. I would love to see him as Doctor Doom. And I, I couldn't believe it. I, did, I put a poll in a lot, and you had said the same thing, but I, we didn't talk to you about it because there was a rumor about um, about uh, Adam Driver mm. about playing Reed, yeah. right? And I said I would prefer to see him as Reed. And then we put a poll out about what to the to the fans. What would you rather see him as Reed Richards, or Doctor Doom, um, and overwhelmingly Dr. Doom. I think people and, just see the parallel. No, excuse me. Overwhelmingly, um, yeah, overwhelmingly Dr. Doom. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Doom. And it's exactly right. They parallel. see the parallel. They just see, oh, well, he was Kylo Ren. It's so tired. It's like but we've seen him be a masked villain already. Insular versus pop. Like, it, it, we, we right. see it from the perspective of, like, I think we personally want to see actors challenged. I think we want to see, like, things that we want to see. But I think if you ask the average moviegoer, they're going to go, like, oh, he's good at 100%. bad guys. And that's okay. That's, that's exactly what happened. And, we, and he would kill it as that role. But, that, but it's just kill. boring. But that's what we were talking about with, with uh, Giancarlo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. It's, it's the fact that he plays a villain exceptionally well. But right. that's why he wants to move he, into Professor X. Exactly. And I'd love to see that happen as well, too. So this, that's these are both tremendous actors that could, could that could do it and not just keep doing the same I, thing i would the only thing i would say and i would not blame adam driver for maybe agreeing that he wants to play dr doom it's not that reed richards isn't important it's not that reed richards isn't like a big deal i would make doom. the argument that doom <laughs> is a bigger deal he is and i'm sure he's, he's more layered in the, in the overall but it's just like the idea that, that this guy he, he's a really good actor that could play it but anyway i think a lot but, of people just like to think like oh i'd like to see more of the villain or i'd like to see more of but, it's it's the yeah, linear but can you imagine adam drivers reed richards squaring off against henry cavill's doctor doom i, would I mean come love on love that come on i would also love to see if reed richards finally get the layers that i think he has in the comic books yeah. we've not yes. really seen yet and yes. i think adam driver could yes. do that that's what that's that's why that's all kind of lays into it where it's like Marvel should be making that phone call to get to get uh, Henry Cavill involved one way or another. There was oh god, somebody sent me well, somebody sent me something about having John David Washington be Reed Richards, and I was like, absolutely not. But what I would love to see him do is I would love to see him be the Blue Marvel. Oh, he'd be incredible. Do so you think they talked about like is Denzel too old to play, play him? Blue Marvel. I Blue think Marvel's got white. Lighten the sides he a little bit. Does, but I think Denzel, while this is all due respect, because uh, that man is one of the greatest actors of all time. To Denzel? It's not even that. Watches. It's just the fact that even though there's got the gray, blue Marvel just based off of he's not like old. And I'm not saying that Denzel looks old, but he definitely looks older. You know what I mean? You know yeah, who I yeah. want to see? Either, either John David Washington or Sterling K. Brown play? Mr. Terrific. He would crush. Okay. Sterling K. Brown would crush right? Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific is Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. 
but yeah. when you say John David Washington, I see them as similar types, yeah. and I could see that and landing. Mr. Is, is DC. Yeah, DC, and yeah, he, yeah. so like both, I think Sterling K. Brown and John David Washington are these hyper articulate, oozing intelligence, very strong, capable dudes. And Mr. Terrific is basically like he can outsmart Batman, and he's also like you yeah. Know, so look, noped. there's a lot of there's a lot of news coming down the pike for sure. So, and I think, and the other thing to discuss, not now because we don't know what it is. If if we get our way and there is like this full on reboot, then the question is going to start to come: Who's playing the Flash? Who's playing Wonder Woman? Who's playing all these? So there's a lot to, that's going to be coming down with some more of these um, announcements pretty soon. Um, last but not least, a little bit of a longer show, I know, but I but I would be upset at myself if I didn't mention that Jeremy Renner is recovering, which is a good, which is a really good thing. Um, however, you know it's it's going to be a, a long recovery, and is the the injuries that he sustained is they're really serious. Um, but I think he tweeted the other day that um, he's back home and that he's able to um, he's able to actually get it, get himself out of the hospital. You know, and it's great. He's been providing these updates on his recovery following his serious snowplow incident. New details from sources close to the actor have described his condition now as much worse. Okay, that's not good. Jeremy Renner was finally able to leave the hospital and go home this week following his serious snowplow accident, but it sounds like the Marvel star will have a long road uh, of recovery ahead of him, potentially sidelining him for a few years. Renner, who plays Hawkeye in the MCU, had to undergo emergency surgery after suffering life-threatening injuries when he was accidentally run over by his own snowplow on New Year's Day. Details about the actor's injuries have been vague with reports that he suffered blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries. Thankfully, the surgeries have been successful and Renner has been taken to social media to provide updates on the status. The updates have been uplifting, but new details have emerged that paint a much more bleak picture of the actor's condition. Celebrity gossip website Radar Online exclusively reports that friends of Renner's described the actor's condition as much worse. Going into detail, the right side of his chest was crushed and his upper torso was collapsed. He also had a bad head wound that was bleeding and a leg injury. He was in a lot of pain having difficulty breathing. Word is that the damage to his chest was so substantial it had to be reconstructed in surgery. Oof. So um, although Marvel was seemingly on its way to phasing out Renner's Hawkeye or at least reducing his role, he still played a mentor to Kate Bishop and figured uh, to have at least some role in the future Marvel projects. A two-year recovery would sideline him until 2025, which puts his availability for filming into question as Avengers The Kang Dynasty is set to release in May of 2025. All right, there's a lot to, um, to talk about here real quick before we wrap it up. But yeah, I mean, look, I think that even though he, it was a major accident, so like it was even when they said he was home, I don't think yeah. everybody's like, oh, okay, he's good now. It's like no, he's got to. It's going to take a while to recover. And right. so, um, as far as filming, I mean, look, filming and doing all that, I really think that's the least yeah. that anybody should really be worried about or talking about right now. But in, you also don't know, even if it's one of these things. Let's say it takes him a year and a half, two years to to get better, and like, well, you know, filming and then the movie comes out, reshoots. You know, you do you do a you do a quick scene with them. You put them in there. And also, the, the way they ended the show, they could easily have him be uh, more of the old man Hawkeye guy in the chair. Yeah, you know, you right. could, and and I would honestly like Renner seems to love the character, so I'm not thinking of it from the fan perspective. I want him to do whatever he wants to do, and right. and it's early enough. I think he can. Like, yeah. it's early enough in that role they can position. Like the way the show ended allows for him to come back in whatever capacity he wants to. And I think that you know, after what 15 years of the character, that's that's. Really unique as an actor to have that kind of responsibility and freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think obviously what you want to do is you want to 
have dreams and aspirations for the future, but I think similar to like Demar Hamlin with you know the Buffalo Bills and everything, mm-hmm. I think the big thing right now is just like just glad that they're alive and yeah. just and just getting better. Get better when you can. You can go back to work when you can go back to work. If it's yeah. five years from now, it's five years. All right, everybody, feel better, Jeremy so yeah, Renner. Feel, feel better, Jeremy Renner, and we're hoping um, we're hoping that the recovery is is fast and it's, it is it's a long road ahead. I want to thank you guys for joining us as always. Thank you to Winston. Thank you to Coy for being here. And thank you to you guys, man. Comment though. That's the big, that is the big thing is comment. Please, please, please comment. It helps us get into the algorithm. It helps people see the show. The reason why we've been getting more, um, more eyes on this show is because the comments and the likes have been more every week. And I don't think you guys understand how important that is. A lot of people who are commenting and liking understand how important that is. If you're not and you haven't done it before, you're like, well, I don't really do the comments or the likes, especially when you're only watching on my phone. Do it on the phone. Like this. Like that. That's it. Uh, so go ahead and do that. Help us out. And then patreon.com slash the big thing show. Go over there. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, make sure you do that. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. Very, very important. Thank you guys so very much for that. And then Black Knight, get yourself one of those shirts, man, sweatshirt, whatever it might be. Uh, when we go on the road, I'm making sure that uh, that at least one of us is wearing that shirt. Um, so, and we'll probably sell a few of them. Oh boy! We'll probably sell a few of them at the uh, at the show as well. Don't so. worry, you can wear it. You're not going to get in trouble. Yeah, you can. Right. Sure. Oh, this is going so well for me. This is uh... no, 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 that was that was for anybody that was like looking at it like, ooh, like I wanna, but like, am I going to get in trouble if I wear that? No, no, no. You'll be fine, baby. Yeah, that's it. If anything, you're in trouble if you don't wear. That's it. right. That's right. You're in trouble if you don't. So, thank you guys for joining us once again for Winston and for Coy. It's been a fun one. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you on the flip side. of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.